That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the west coast of the Golden State, the nation's most straightforward recovery talk show, That Sober Guy podcast, helping to keep your brain sharp and your blood clean. And now, Shane Raymer. What's up? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of That Sober Guy podcast. I got a special one for you. I've never had four of us on the mic before, so we're going to try this out and see how it goes. I have the Jess joining in today and also Seth Manter, two guests that have been on the show a couple of times before. And uh, also we brought Mel Manter, Seth's wife, on as well to talk a little bit about recovery, what it's like being a wife uh, married to somebody in recovery. And uh, we share some different stories, some different experiences that all of us have been through together definitely been through some ups and downs um, as couples and as well as friends. And uh, so we get some good laughs in, share some stories. There's some there's some good uh, recovery content. We talk a little bit about the Super Bowl um, and just some great content all around. First, let's get a word from our sponsor, Sober Nation. Sober Nation is the largest online recovery community and treatment resource center. They provide treatment resources to those struggling with addiction as well as to family members who were caught in the crossfire. On top of that, Sober Nation is a huge community of good people who share their experience with each other. They have informative content, recovery and addiction news, as well as an entire clothing line which helps expand the culture of recovery. They can be found at www.sobernation.com. Once again, that's sobernation.com. Say what's up to my man Tim over at Sober Nation. He's a good man. He's starting a podcast himself right now. So I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, to hearing Tim's first couple of episodes that are going to be coming out soon. So I just want to wish him the best in that. Also, we want to talk about Sober Nation clothing really quick. Uh, there's some there's some pretty awesome gear that you can pick up over at Sober Nation. Uh, you got the Music Is My Drug tee. Um, fear is a liar t-shirt menace to sobriety t-shirt. That's one of my favorite ones, uh, a bunch of different designs on there. Go on there and check it out. Um, if you go to shop.sobernation.com also, there's a promo code you can enter and you can save 20%. If you type in Shane on there, just type in Shane S H A N E, and you can save 20% on all sober nation clothing. So check that out. Um, you know, moving into the Facebook group is really a good benefit. So let's talk about that real quick. If you go on the, that sober guy, Facebook page, um, there's a link on there, or you can just type in sober guy, sober girl, private Facebook group, and, uh, you can request to be added to that group and I can approve your request and you can jump into that group where there's a lot of good recovery content going on. You can ask questions, um, you can get some advice, you could leave some advice, you can post some comedy stuff in there too. If you really want to get into recovery and you want to stay clean, you want to stay sober, it's really up to us. We're not going to be able to do it for anyone else except ourselves. And uh, we got to keep that in mind. So also be sure to go to Sober Podcast on the Sober Nation site. There's a uh, there's a link on the site on Sober Nation. You can also go to Sober Podcasts. That's with an S. Podcasts. That's kind of hard to say. Soberpodcasts.com. And uh, you can check out the network on Sober Nation, a podcast. We have That Sober Guy. You have The Share Podcast with my boy Omar. You got Recovery Elevator with Paul Churchill. And also WWA Wrestling with Addiction with Gabriel Miller. So you got some great recovery content via the Sober Nation Network. You can really plan your schedule out and have a new podcast almost every day of the week. Four out of the five days, you can have a new podcast. So uh, check those out for sure. That's uh, SoberPodcasts.com. This is one of the more exciting things that is coming up that I'm really, really excited about. Paul from Recovery Elevator is uh, doing Expand Your Recovery Network, and he's been doing some meetups. I know he has one in Seattle later on in uh, February. I think it's February 27th. And uh, you can find more about these meetups on Paul's site, uh, recoveryelevator.com. And then also on March 5th, he's going to be doing a Recovery Elevator meetup in San Francisco. And he asked 
uh, he asked me to come out and, um, and be a guest at it and speak. So I'm really, really juiced about that. That's coming up on March 5th. It's a Saturday at 7 p.m. You can go to the website, uh, thatsoberguy.com, and you can register there. It's a free event, but we're trying to get a head count. That kind of helps us plan um, how many how many people are going to be there, what we exactly need to, to bring, some refreshments, stuff like that. Um, so if you have any questions, feel free to email me, sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Otherwise, if you're in the area or you want to come out from wherever you're at, that's uh, that's going to be March fifth, Saturday. Recovery or expand your recovery network should be a good time. Um, subscribe on iTunes. You can leave us a review and a rating. Really, really the best way to support the show. Um, you can also make a donation. All donations made go right back into the operation to help bring you the best recovery content. So, without further ado, let's get into this meeting that we just had really with myself, obviously, Seth Manter, Mel Manter, and the Jess. Enjoy. I used to spend my nights out in a bar room. Welcome to this episode of That Sober Guy Podcast. We have a special one tonight. We're going to have some fun. We got the group in the house tonight. Let's go around the horn. Who's on microphone two? Hey, what's up? This is Seth. I'm back. Melanie, what's up, Melanie? What's up, Shane? How are you? I'm feeling a little nervous. A little nervous. All right. Jess? No headphones, Jess. How are you? Well, I have a spider mic, a shoebox, and no headphones. So apparently, I got the late invite to the party. Yes, it's a bit of was an uh, add-on. So Mel and I work together. Mel and I are hairstylists together. Seth and Mel are married. Seth and I are friends. Shane and Seth are friends and alcoholics together. (laughs) Thank you for laying that out. Yeah, I guess we should have done that. So we've all known each other for a very, very long time. Well, you can't forget that we met at Shane and Jessica's wedding. Yes. That's when it all started. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell that story? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please just do. A part please do. I want to I want to hear it from I want to hear it from your uh, perspective. From what I remember, there was this large obnoxious man that kept walking past me <laughs> waving. Hi, Seth Manter. <laughs> Seth Manter. Hi. My name's Seth Manter. Back and forth, back and forth all night long. And then he reminded me that we had some conversation out on a bench in a courtyard. <laughs> I know. Well, it's amazing that, that I remember that because I remember I was just like any other day, uh, you know, two sheets to the wind. But I do I do remember um, having long conversation with you, you know, just about life, like who, who we were. And um, I don't remember exact words, but I, I do remember like... This was at the wedding. This was, was at, at this wedding? was at the hotel. Oh, after. because I didn't know that you guys like oh, actually right, yeah. talked. Yeah, like, well, I didn't no, know because there, we had a combo. Yeah, there was a party going on in the room. So this is how it went down. This is how me and Mel <laughs> yeah, talked. Don't ask so me there to was... tell the fucking story. You tell the fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it actually went down. Yeah. Well, they are I mean, they are truly married. Yeah, I, I wanted to get rid of the you know get away from the cute story, right? But um, so basically, I was trying to get into the room where the drugs and alcohol were at. For some god awful reason, I don't know why I wasn't allowed in there. Probably because I would have, you know, snuffle up against it all. Done all your drugs and drank all your alcohol. I do remember Mel was in there, and I, I got I got cock blocked at the door, and um, she came out. And we sat out on the bench out in front of the room for I, I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like a couple hours. It was probably five minutes, but uh, yeah. And then for, so from that point on, like uh, you were my goal, babe. <laughs> And then the rest is history. And the and rest is history. Mm. How how long ago was that? How many years? Well, have you guys been so eight years? Yeah, Damn, eight time years. just like flies. By. It is. Yeah, it does. Well, you guys, it'll be what eight years this July, right? Yeah, eight For you years. Guys. Yeah, eight yeah. Years. yeah. So we met. Well, dude, I called. I called uh, George Duke yesterday, the uh, sports center here in Vacaville, because I wanted to play some basketball. And I said, Yeah, I heard there's open gym tonight. And the guy goes, yeah, it's 35 and over. I go, damn, that's old. For old, oh, sh- oh. that's oh, yeah. oh, wait. <laughs> Damn, so oh, I, I, wait. Call, I call Josh and I go, yeah, it's 35 and over, so I guess we qualify. Let's that go. is hilarious that they even have a 35 and over. They're oh, like, you should see us out old there. people whose oh, bones don't old. work anymore. Oh, hell no. We're balling, son. 
No, it's a it's a good time. Josh and I got That's pretty pretty hilarious. Winded pretty fast. I think I only got in two games. Yeah, I, I he walked in the door. I'm like, how was it? And he's like, I'm out of shape. <laughs> it was a bit rough. Well, good for you for going. Hey, yeah. you know it's the effort that counts. Christmas really just threw things off on the schedule. It usually does. Yeah, I heard yeah. you were feeling a little fat, kid. Yeah, <laughs> lots of cake, yeah, lots of candy yeah. going on. Um, it's the you pits. know, it's the it really is holiday blues afterwards. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I have that 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 thing that's like all or none. So I'm either if I'm on track, I'm on point, I'm getting after it. And then once I get off track, it's really hard to get back on. So mm-hmm. still trying, to, trying to get back on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that for like a month. I'm going to start on Monday. Actually, Monday rolls around. I'm like, ah, actually, he just beats himself up the whole time. He's like, oh, God, I'm just fat. I'm just doing nothing. I'm just fat. I don't do anything. I'm like, OK, well, you're OK. Yeah, you're fat. I know you're so fat. Like, I just play along now because I don't even know what else to do. I, know. I, feel, I guess I figure if I beat myself up enough, it's right. going to motivate. I'm wondering it what your, it what work, your yeah. thing is on I, that. I don't know. It's just I have this thing in me. It's like one day the light will the switch yeah, just goes sure. on. I think there's a lot of people. There it is. Yeah, you know? that's what you know. I mean, if it was so easy, anyways, everyone would be skinny and that's tight right. and yeah. cute. They wouldn't be on the coffee and cigarette diet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is right. that? Are you on the coffee and cigarette? I diet? am. I am on the coffee and cigarette diet until June. Yes, <laughs> Till June. That's yes. like. And five then I'm going to eat like my face one. off in Maui. They're Maui. Yeah, they're Maui now. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, got it. Maui, huh? That's that's going to be fun. No, that'll be great. I've heard that's a pretty okay. awesome place to chill. <laughs> Just you two. <laughs> Oh no, the whole group's going. Well, Bailey. Bailey. Oh, nice. Seth and Mel have a sixteen-year-old yeah, daughter. 16, yeah. yeah. Damn, she's going to be sixteen, and she yeah. has a boyfriend. Yeah. Hi, yeah. she has a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. What? Oh, yeah. I can't wrap my brain yeah. around it. I'm like, that's going to be Lucy in no time. I know. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. How's that? How's that? It's going? uh, it's good. You know, I mean the. We had talked about this uh, as you were sweating and fretting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I don't, I don't know really. You know, it's it's good. It's yeah. good. You know, it's uh, it's good to be grown up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And well, I mean, not be grown up, but it's good to act like a like grown you up. Know you know what, what I mean? It's like to be grown up. <laughs> well, that's why I said it. it's good. It's good to act like it. To it's, it's well, fun. I think the funny thing is, is that <laughs> we. It's so easy for yeah. us to remember when we were sixteen, and yeah. like that. That's what trips me out. I guess is I know. I'm like. Okay, I know what I was, you know, doing, and I just remember being sixteen. Not so much, I guess, what I was doing, but yeah, it's like it was yesterday, and you're like, wait, am I old enough to have a sixteen year old, like, and be in charge of their life? Like, what's going on? I think about that. My little ones, I'm like, <laughs> what? I have to like teach them and like grow them up to be human. Like, weird, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, the funniest thing is too is like I look at Bailey, right? And she's just, you know, she's a good kid, a uh, good student, whatever. And I, I look at her, and I always have these arguments with with myself in my head, like. Why are you not? How come you don't? You're fucking lame. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I used to do when I was sixteen? Yeah, yeah please what don't do you, tell her. What do you mean you don't? you don't do that? Yeah, you know, like. But uh, no, it's 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 really cool. It's um, it's great. Yeah, I, I love say, it. She is a good kid. Yeah, She's she my little square kid. pants. Leave her alone. Yeah, that's yeah. good. She is a little square. I, I think I wouldn't want it any other way. It's kind of funny. I was talking to a friend who I, I won't say the name earlier tonight, and uh, he was talking about how his daughter, they she's 16, and they found some, some bud oh, with her, right? And, uh, and so um, he's, he's the stepdad, and so the, the real dad was Honey, like- Honey, do you have something you need to tell me? No, not not Different friend, different friend. I won't mention And-, um, and and he he was trying to the real dad was pretty upset about it obviously i mean who who wouldn't be but um he was telling me how he he thought that um you know he, maybe he was overreacting a bit and um at the same time he was saying man like you know i understand she <laughs> definitely shouldn't do that but he's like man do you remember what we were doing oh, we were man. 16 you know we were stealing and yeah. driving erratically and drinking and doing all kinds of stuff he's like man she's like an angel compared to us you yeah. know and uh so I thought that was kind of interesting. The I, I don't know if the times have changed. I'm still there's I'm I'm sure there's still pretty bad kids. Do you guys hear stories about that? Like high school kids that are well, definitely the things that uh, kids Bailey's age are into now are, are not things that I was exposed mm-hmm. to. Yeah, when I was her age, I mean, smoking weed and drinking was about 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah, that was the biggest deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she talks about kids, you know, with the pills and uh, stuff yeah, like you know. Is... There's so much. The more pharmaceuticals now. were never. That was never an issue Mm-mm. when I was younger. Mm-mm. So. Well, we couldn't and steal so them much, from our parents. Well, I don't and it's think. so much easier for kids to get that than it is for them to get someone to buy them alcohol or go yeah, out and true. you know get pot. Mm. So, well, I remember when you were in rehab, there was like so many, like probably seventy five percent of the people were stuck on heroin. It was the like drug of choice, and they were all like all the young kids. They were like young, mm-hmm. and it was Same heroin. Was yeah, heroin was yeah, heroin was the thing, and I'm like, with- whoa, that's crazy because like you said like it was pot and drinking and you know coke didn't come till like after high school 20s you know or whatever but like i'm just saying like yeah heroin like there's more now you know than there ever was well and you know too that doesn't make it you know one better than the other you know what i mean you you got to remember too that uh, um heroin weed alcohol coke Mm. you know whatever it is it, it, it did for us um what we couldn't do for ourselves, you know, at the time. Yeah. It's so, the same thing. You know, it's it's and it, You're so insightful. Look at, looking at it all, I mean it's all it's all really the same thing. Like I get yeah. I get kinda I get flustered like, you know, at least I wasn't shooting heroin. <laughs> well fuck. But I was drinking fifteen gallons of sure. fucking alcohol a night. Sure. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah. Probably not fifteen gallons, but I'm just saying, you know, we all we all went to our own different extremes and mm. it was it was there for us to not deal. You know, yes. So, um, I think the kids that are doing, you know, pills and opiates today, I was doing the exact same thing with weed and alcohol. You know yeah. what I mean? So it is. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I just feel like heroin is a little bit like riskier. You know, you could die a lot faster. Yeah, <laughs> you know? true. It's funny though how alcohol is legal, but it's probably easier for a sixteen-year-old to get some oxycotton or some mm, you know valium yeah. or something like that out of the medicine cabinet at home versus having to go Xanax, shoulder top shoulder you know, tap all that kind of stuff moves. you hear about all that all the time yeah it's scary stuff I think she had a girl they had a girl overdose at school not that Ugh. long ago really dang mm-hmm. that's so sad i know see and i wish that they i just talked to paul recently about this about he's been doing a lot of outreach work speaking at schools and um, that's something I think we need more of is mm-hmm. people to be going out talking to young younger kids at high Absolutely. schools and junior highs. Yeah. And not like no offense, but not some old fuck in some slacks, yeah, you know, sure. with a pot belly All and a tie and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. they need some people with who his can phrase, you know, that he keeps kind of in there to and <laughs> whatever. Because it is. it's not. Well, it's not too. It's not just the fact of them using drugs that I mean, that's enough alone, the peer pressure and stuff in high school. But also the fact that a lot of these kids are dealing with it at home with their parents and they're seeing their parents as alcoholics or drug addicts or, um, you know, things that they're going through in their family life that are super unhealthy and they don't have a release for that. Not, not, you know, some of them do a lot. Some of them are good kids and turn out, but there's my, Mm. my best guess is there's a lot of them who head down that same path or even worse because they don't have a role model or someone, you know, to just talk to them about it. Yeah. Yeah. For them to vent and like, let it go and. You know, this and that happened, you know, last night. And I mean, gosh, you can only, I mean, it's kind of sad. It's sad to think about. It yeah. is. It is. Well, I mean, too, and, you know, me growing up, you know, I, I was born an alcoholic, really. But I mean, you know, just going back to seeing what our parents were doing, you know what I mean? When, I, when my parents got together with your parents, Shane, what did they do? You know what I mean? Yeah. They drank. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's all. And we talked about this a long time ago. That's all I knew is that when you got together, yeah, you, you drank. drank. You know what I mean? It was oh, perfectly yeah. normal. So, I mean, it was kind of, you know, it was in my blood to begin with. But, um, you know, it was definitely um, reiterated, you know, with the behaviors that I grew up around, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used that experience when I was talking to a client recently. I wonder sometimes if the things that I would have been exposed to as a child, like you were, the things that you were around, not that they were, you know, you got your parents were just hanging out, yeah. drinking with their friends or whatever. Like mm-hmm. my parents don't do that. They never did. I was never around it. Hmm. Like if I had been exposed to more of that, would that have led to a different yeah, lifestyle for me? That's a good, you know, um, it was pretty, question. well, not that it was taboo. They just didn't do it because yeah. my mother's parents were alcoholics. And so she never wanted to be anything like that. And my dad's huh. family, 
you know, they just, it just wasn't something they were around. Yeah. So you didn't see it. No, all, we, it wasn't like every function that no, you got together. There, there was alcohol. Hardly ever. I mean, they're probably more so now that everyone's older and they're admitting that they drink in the closet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I was younger, I mean, there was no, nobody really had beer or wine or yeah. anything at any of our family functions. It just was not, it was a non-issue hmm. that I, that I ever remember. So it, I do wonder. Yeah, if, if that had been different for me when I was younger, if that would have taken me down, because I definitely feel like sometimes I have those tendencies. <laughs> yeah, sure, I know, and I think we all do. Like sometimes I feel like I have that with food, oh, where I'm like, oh, one. I want more of it, or I I'm not even hungry and I just want to finish this whole thing, or whatever the heck it is, and or I'm sad I'm going to eat about it, or you know, like I think in just America in general, we're just addicted to more, no yeah. matter what. Like yeah. oh, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. what it the is. Country it's of just... over consumers for yes. sure. I mean, oh, yeah. fucking Costco, I mean, bro. You know, like, Costco. oh man, I was in there the other day and I was like, I don't need two jars of mayonnaise, but I feel like I need to buy them. <laughs> oh. like, I don't need two giant things of peanut you butter. You but... put two jars of mayonnaise on your sandwich. <laughs> Shit. I, she made me. A, she made me a sandwich yesterday, and I, I said very. Politely, I said, "Hey, babe, I really appreciate you making me the sandwich. Um, I don't like as much mayonnaise as you like on your sandwiches. So if you just next time, maybe you can just put it on half. Make your own fucking sandwich. And just for the record, I already knew that he doesn't like that much mayonnaise. But so you put it on there on purpose? No, I was already making my own sandwich. But then he came in the room and was like, "Do you want a sandwich?" Hoping that he'd say no. And then he's like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm like, "Ugh." So I just slapped the turkey on the one with the two, and I was like, "He's gonna hate this because it has mayonnaise on both sides." But I love. It so here you go, babe. Barely I love any, you. Barely any mustard. Enjoy your sandwich. Oh man, I love you. He said, "There's not even enough ma- mustard in here to like no. cancel out the mayonnaise." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I didn't there scientifically wasn't. make your sandwich today." Make it yourself next time. I yeah, I think I mayonnaise, like mayonnaise is probably the only thing I never wanted more of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I'm a I'm a real thin layer on one oh slice type gosh. guy. Really? And then, yeah, never, well, and then a shit ton of mustard on the I other would never slice. Never you. It's all about. Is the anyone yeah. here a Miracle Whip person? Mel oh, Mel is really? definitely a Miracle Whip. So you like Nations then? Because oh, Nations I has Miracle Nation. Whip. Well, I always got to tell him anytime I have gone there, I'm like, yeah, I need regular mayo, please. Shane's a weirdo because he always has special requests like that. I need real mayonnaise, please. I need light sauce on my pizza. Do they have oh, it? I do not do the light sauce on my yes, pizza. Because that's I do a travesty. Not. Don't do that. I so never, I have for, can when, I have extra sauce? Yeah, extra sauce. When have I ever done light sauce? Light cheese. Now I will say that that has ran in my family before and can in the we past. Have, and can we have extra napkins, please? <laughs> extra napkins. Hey, every I'm, time I'm, we go to dinner, can we have extra napkins, please? I make Which a mess. I, you know the kids. I mean, so with the kids, I, I appreciate it. But before we had kids, <laughs> so Seth, how was the plant today? Plant was good. Plant was good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's the fucking Dan Connor plant. <laughs> I know. Every time I I hear you say, oh, "I just left the plant." I picture you in your flannel with the Dan Connor oh, Stanley yeah. mug. <laughs> yeah, the lunchbox and then the Stanley like coffee mug, the green one. Now in it's the, the factory. Other yeah, it's it's the the new boss calls it the factory. I think oh. I like the word factory a little better. <laughs> factory. <laughs> yeah. For sake of this podcast, right? You know, I I'll bring a little bit of seriousness to it. I've actually really been struggling there a lot lately. Um, you know, I I got caught up in in kind of the pissing match like my balls are bigger than yours you know what i mean we're gonna do what i want to do you know and i mean nobody has bigger balls than you do uh thanks (laughs) everyone note to self large balls What is that in breakfast club would you ever date a guy with elephantitis of the the nuts? nuts Okay, Anyways, back to that. Sorry, I, Seth. Back to your work, though, too. I pissing remember match. you saying... Yeah, Wait, that no, you... he was on to something. Yeah, so we, we, I just got into a little bit of a pissing match with a guy, and um, Shane, I think we talked about this, you know, like I, 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 mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I ratted someone out to my boss, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, the rata. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of a, kind of rat, you know, and really? I, needless to say, my boss asked, you know what I mean? And um, I usually don't name drop people, right? But I did. I did. <laughs> Guilty. And, you were angry? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was angry. I was hot. You know, was I didn't. It I didn't, something. What was the situation? Something he did wrong at work, or no, he so, was like unsafe being, practice? Yeah, like, yeah. like what? So it was uh, basically he was. So this guy was an engineer, is an engineer, right? And he was supposed to be helping me with this project that I was on, and I wasn't getting my project done. 
And, you know, my boss's boss um, asked me, you know, what's going on? How come you're not completing what you need to get done? And I told him, I said, well, you, well, you know, I'm not getting any support from the engineer that's in charge. Well, who's mm-hmm. in charge? And okay. I dropped his name, right? Okay, okay. And I, I actually felt really bad, you know, I, after the fact. But I, um, the guy confronted me, you know, called me the bus driver or whatever, you know. And, 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 bus driver? Yeah, like I, I threw him under the bus. Oh, oh. Hey you, watch out! Yeah, <laughs> bus so, driver. So we got kind of a, in kind of a little bit of an argument, you know. But after sure. that, you know, we um we made our amends and we shook hands and, and we apologized, you know. And I I, I kind of had to st- take a step back and remember, like we're all at that place for one simple reason, right? Mm. And it's real simple, and it's just to feed our families, right? And mm. I and I, I really lost track of that. And I called Shane, and I was like, man, you know, the great thing about where I'm at today in my life is that I get to be able to get mad at shit like that mm-hmm. and, and have, um, you know, a, a conscious mm-hmm. and actually apologize for it. Because in the past, I mean, before, you know, the life that I'm leaving now, I would have never said, I'm sorry. I would have never said I was wrong, yeah. you know, and I was able to do that. And that was actually a really, a really good thing. So mm-hmm. that's the plant. I mean, in a nutshell, and then, it, you know, it's a, it's a daily struggle, right? Yeah. You know, it's something that I, I need to, I need to do at home. I need to, um, do at work, you know, recognizing when I'm wrong and saying something, you know, me and Melanie had a little run in. Is run in even the right word? I think it's a good one. Yeah. A, maybe a disagreement. Yeah. An argument of such, not a fight, not anything. Know? Yeah. But I mean, it, it's times like that, you know, that I need to really remember, like, she's a person too and that she has feelings too and yeah. I, I need to recognize that mm-hmm. um you know but I, on the other hand I, ne- I need to recognize that i'm a person still and i have feelings too and i and, and i need to um take both into account you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's it's something it's something i've kind of been struggling with right now but um you know i'm working on it. it's a work in progress that's so good is that still a learned thing for you to like recognizing and being conscious that other people have feelings because it is for me and i'm just wondering if that like, I don't know, maybe for, I mean, I guess I recognize that people have feelings, but being more conscious of it, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, um, or understanding, I guess, I guess it comes down to not being so selfish too. You well, know what I mean? Only yeah. thinking about myself and my, what I feel like and how I'm feeling about it and what this person did to me. Whereas if I'm able to like put myself in the other person's shoes and and um and like see it from their point of view, even though they still might not be right all the way, but it helps me to kind of deal with it a little bit better. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things that you know you constantly have to work at, right? And that's where you know we we talk about how staying sober, just living a better life. It's it's hard work. When when you really look at it, it's really not hard work, but it's hard work. It is hard. If work, that makes yeah. any sense, you know, you got to constantly work on. Um, for me, it's my conscious, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have to go by, um, what my heart tells me to do. Yes. You know, if, if, if I do something wrong and in my heart, I know I did something wrong, but my head is telling me you didn't do anything wrong. Don't, you don't need to say anything, mm-hmm. but my heart, you know, that argument goes on and I need to, you know, make amends or, um, make something that was wrong. Right. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that is the biggest thing for me right now is, is working on that and improving mm-hmm. that quality listening um, to that voice yeah well we'll, heart, well not know? actually turning the voice off really yeah. and then listening to my heart right because right, my right. heart nowadays is speaking a lot a lot louder than my that's so good my voice i think that's uh-huh. learned i think that's learned for sure you know like listening to the right voice that's in there and like what am i supposed to hear you know and like because the enemy can talk pretty loud yeah. you know mm-hmm. well and I, I'll, I'll just uh you know I'm not a name dropper, but I'm going to, you know, give props to Paul on the recovery elevator. He talks about that all the time. Like that's his, his addiction talking. And then, you know, his, I'm not sure what he calls it, but how, the person that he is today, you know, he always fights that battle of his addiction and who he is today, but he could recognize. Yeah. That's my addiction talking. And he says that all the time. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I use that yeah, all the time. Good. Like, yeah. I don't say it out loud, but I know, I know that in my head, you know, like my addiction is still talking. This is five years, five years plus sober, right? Mm-hmm. It still yeah. talks to me. I think it know? always will. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even where I am in life right now, like I think that uh 
yeah, like the enemy is always trying to take over, you know, like the, the human side of the world, like the world is a messy place, you know, and like the human part of me is still trying to get the best of me and still trying to win and yelling and trying to, you know, but you know, in my world, it's God. And it's like, he's, you know, like the enemy is loud, but God is louder, you know, that kind of thing. And you just got to learn how to hear his voice, you know, so, and it works. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that, that a lot. That little committee that goes on, they talk about that. I have multiple of them in there and there's like, and they tell, you know, different things and stuff, but I am, I'm, I'm same thing. I'm trying to learn how to recognize them and not, um, I guess process them and then, and then feeling like it's kind of okay too. Cause I felt so weird about that for so long. Like I was yeah. the only one mm-hmm. that had that going, going down in my head. And then when I found out that, wait a minute, I'm not the only one that's going through this. That was a huge relief. Number one. And then to kind of start educating myself about it and talking to other people and listening to other people mm-hmm. that helped to calm some of those voices down and, and let me know that, um, you know, they're, that they're normal and they're going to happen and there's ways to kind yes. of fight them. You yes. Know? There's a book that I'm reading right now, and everyone should read it. Mostly, like, the two of you, you would love it, too. I mean, everybody. It's for everyone. But just what you guys are saying about the voices and just, you know, just the the craziness in your head. It's called Crash the Chatterbox, and it's by Stephen mm. Furtick. And it's dead on exactly like what we're saying, you know? It's so good. And I have this really quick thing that I have on my phone on my thing, and it just says, The Devil Whispers, You Cannot Withstand the Storm. And the warrior replies, I am the storm. Mm. Yeah, I saw, I saw that you posted that. That was cool. Good one. It's a good Say one. Say that again. The devil whispers, you cannot stand, you cannot withstand the storm. And the warrior replies, I am the storm. Mm. You know, it's just good. I've got mm-hmm. that on my phone. I'm like, yes, I am. I am a warrior and I am the storm. You know what I mean? Like, I got this. Like, all you got to do is fight back. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Shane, you said something um, earlier about processing the, the voices in your head, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's crazy, like, the gift that um, sobriety has brought me, you know, because it is that sober I co- podcast, right? Um, what sobriety has brought me is that gift to be able to process things nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, that, the, the whole process may be very hard and difficult, um, but you get to do that shit now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that, and that's one thing that's amazing to me is that I get to, um, I get to do wrong still and I still get to, you know, um, do right and do wrong and know the difference between yeah. it. And then I, and then, you know, um, process the difference, mm-hmm. like really feel the effects of the difference. Mm-hmm. You, you know what, you know what else has been huge too? And I think this really applies to anybody, um, whether you're in recovery or not, but especially to those of us in recovery, is the service work and going out of our way to, uh, and not just a podcast, you know, or not, not something, it doesn't have to be like a grand feat or something, you know, but just going out of our way to talk to other people and to, um, to, to learn how to communicate with them, to open up, to help other people that helps, or at least that's helped me to calm the voices down too, because when I'm out of my own head and when I'm doing stuff for other people, and talking and being a positive influence on people and being a positive vibe for other people to kind of ride that wave too, and maybe helping pick some people up and vice versa. People pick me up when Mm -hmm. I'm down too. That helps so much. It's when I start isolating and when I start getting out of that mode um, and get lazy with it, that's when the voices and the the bad tendencies and and yeah, that's, it starts to creep up and stuff. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, I got to stay dialed in and locked in on that, on that service work and helping others. On that note, when Shane reached out recently for help for his podcast, like, you know, anything, anybody could do, like, you know, he just needs a little help in hand, whatever. Like he was telling me that his like outreach was, or his um, response was huge. You know, there was tons of people like saying, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll hand out stickers or, um, you know, mail them to me. I'll, I'll mail them out for you. Or one lady actually said like, I'm, I'm looking for some service work to do. Like just, you know, anything you want me to do. And it, it kind of, I was like, Whoa, that's so cool cool because like you know you like as like alcoholics or like in recovery or whatever you guys like they know like you know I need to do the service work like this is part of my recovery you know and like Mm -hmm. they were totally willing and it's like this awesome community you know and like you guys all know like 
what you need. And like you said, like, you know, you put it out there, they give it back, vice versa. Like you guys are all in the same, Shane might have a podcast, you know, and then somebody else might whatever be not having a podcast, but you guys are all the same, you know, and everybody wants to like help out, you know? Yeah. That's cool. It's a great community of people. It yeah. really is. And it's, I love how there's so many different people with different careers and, and different, um, I think it's so dumb. I don't even look at it like this, but like different status levels. You know what I mean? I guess that's yeah. just in our yeah. society how how it is. You know, the status of this person. Or, yeah. But it, all that shit is irrelevant that's what when I'm it saying. comes to this. Yeah. It's just like we're all the same. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, what do and you it, say? You're you're all one drink away from total disaster, really. But or something. I mean, yeah. Um, right. Like it doesn't matter how far along in your recovery you are or who you're, what, how you're doing your recovery or whatever you're doing. Like you're all one drink away from, I think James used to say something about that. Yeah. That's what I remember you saying. Yeah. From total destruction. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, I've imagined that before. What would happen if I were to take a drink at one point? You would be single. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely true. Um, but I think it would, you know, I don't know. Who knows? I don't well, know and it's good. To... It's good to know to think about that. I mean, you know, that's is that normal the, though to I mean, think it, about that? It really oh, it gosh, it works man. for me. You know, I mean, like I already know. I've I mean, I, I lived it for however long my drinking career was, but I already know what will happen if I drink. Yeah. You know, me and Mel had this conversation not too long ago. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? What would it be like? And I and I explained it to you. I don't know because I won't be here. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. and, and I wouldn't expect you to be. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I would probably. I would fight for you, honey. I'm not, I'm, would, I'm just kidding. I know I say that too, and I feel like there's no way. Like, but I just you know, it would be yeah. hard. Like it's everybody, scary. It's scary. you know, like it's, it we have all fought. Like Mel and I and your families and stuff, we all fight for you guys. You know and. Like, you know that. You both know that. And I think that's what keeps you guys going, too. You know, it's like I can't let myself down, but I also can't let, you know, my people yeah. down. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm living this life now, and I'm, like, building this this life. You know, I'm not – and you don't want to give it up. You know, why would you for alcohol? For something stupid. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is, and, you know, I know, Seth, you say this often. Like, the one thing I don't miss is the hangovers. <laughs> like, well, that's – I mean, that, that's a really simple reason, you know, but it's so true. Like, I mean <clears> – <throat> I haven't had a hangover in, you know, 28 months or whatever, 29 yeah, months. Yeah. And that just feels great, you know? Well, and too, I mean, a, another good thing, you know, like I, I get to wake up every morning on time and be to work on time every yeah, morning nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not and straggling in all late, nah, hungover. And, nah. And actually laughing at the motherfuckers that are doing that nowadays. Yeah. It's actually kind of comical, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it just, it's just come so easy, right? Like I, I kind of live off this, uh, just do the next right thing and the next right thing, next mm. good thing will happen to you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. Try to. Put one foot in front of the other and do the next right thing. Yeah. One day at a time. How many, we should see how many of those little catchy phrases we could tie together at once. That'd be pretty awesome. I don't know. Dumb idea. <laughs> dumb idea. <laughs> just kidding. What the fuck are you doing? Checking out your nose hairs? Yeah, I know. I think they trim them. Je- Jess has the selfie stick right now with the iPhone in there. I, I guess you're, are you videoing? You I, yeah, videoing. I guess so. I, it's like too dark though. I can't really see much. Oh, she's videoing and she was sticking it all up in my grill, checking out them daddy long nose hairs. You do have, I, yeah, well, it's not. I got big ass nostrils. That's why. Let's not talk about it. You could probably see my brain through my nostrils. You do have huge nostrils. Can you flare them? Oh, yeah, I can flare them. I'm pretty sure we already had this contest at some point in our friendship. I think so. Let's talk about the seven day sex challenge. The seven day sex challenge. Let's talk about how we only got through four and a half days and didn't finish the seven day sex challenge. We got to five. We did not. We got to four. four and a half, maybe you, you got to five. Yeah. What is half? Yeah. Please well, explain. Uh, yeah, I guess that really doesn't work. Four and a half. It well. just seemed like four. And, did we do? Because I think we had a morning session. Yeah, because we had to make up for the night before because we were too tired. <laughs> yeah, all old. <laughs> Anyways, what the seven-day sex challenge is, and I got to give credit where credit is due. I heard this on The Smart Couple with Jason Gaddis. Uh, He had a couple of guests on that. um, I don't remember the names of the guests. Um, Basically, they had marital issues like any of us do. Um, Responsibilities, kids... Um, you know, busy lifestyle. A lot of the time sex gets 
gets pushed to the bottom of the list. You don't have time. You're tired. We're old in a sense too. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. I get, I get cramps in my foot when I'm trying to, you know, get down. It's just, it's that, it's one of those things. So anyways, the the couple came on. That's a little toe curling right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I hate it, dude. I got to like get up real quick and get this weird like face and weird pose and like straighten my Ooh, leg crimp, out crimp, real crimp, fast crimp, crimp. hold on hold on hold I bet on that's so hot yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can, i got my black socks on they're all floppy i love floppy black socks and oh man that's like the best that's the funniest thing ever just a big boner with floppy oh, socks wow. anyway so they come on and they do the um the seven day sex challenge so what it is is basically it's supposed to um you're supposed to bring the spark back. Yeah. You have sex for seven days in a row. It could be at any time. There's two rules. If you're out of town or, or you know, if you're staying with somewhere, if you're vacation, I don't know, whatever it is, then that you can skip that day. Um, and if the other person is sick or they're not feeling well, then those would be the two rules. Uh, I went out of town for work, so yeah, we stopped did. on day four, I guess. Yeah. And then when I got back, it just, what, the kids are yeah, crazy. But I'd and- say that we've been, you know, still kind of like... Whatever. I think, yeah. I, I mean, we, yeah. We've been try- it's been much better than the once every three months it was before. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. But Let it me was know what probably, it wasn't. And no. Dude, it just, I, I understand. It gets crazy. It's hard to, yeah. um, you know, it's hard to keep up. Or with not hard. Oh, what? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit, you know, it's always hard in this house, okay? It is it's talk about pitching a tent. That is the problem, actually. Mr. Horn Dog over here on microphone okay, so one. Am I, am I the only on microphone one? Am I the only guy? <laughs> we had this convo the other day, and um, you know, I just felt like I'm just horny and just want to <laughs> screw all the time, and I just feel like a fucking weirdo. But I'm not the only guy, right? I'm not the only. No, guy I mean like I, I could probably screw all the time. Screw. I mean, look, yeah, for, realistically, we, we for, for a minute and a half each time. You know? <laughs> so I mean, the, honestly, we we could go at least once a day, right? Absolutely. I mean, once a day would be no problem. I could probably do it twice a day if I wanted to. Now, the, the ladies, on the other <laughs> hand, they're good if like once a yeah. once a week or once a month. And yeah. I just I don't I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I could definitely go not every day. <laughs> I could be okay with. Not a lot. <laughs> I just, what? I, I and it's just, not I because I'm not attracted to you yeah, or I don't love do you yeah. or So what does it know, have to do with any Explain of that? It. Explain it. It's what does it have to do with? Like, it's all guys, the chatter in my mind. It never yes. shuts the fuck up. Yes. Really? Even yeah. when I lay down, I can't think about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just too much just because... There's just too much other shit going yes. on. I cannot shut it off. Yes. So yes. we need to like draw you a bath and rub your feet. Because <laughs> no, then my ass will sure. fall asleep and then you really <laughs> oh, ain't getting God. any. Yeah, man. See, <laughs> we're, sure. we're, we're, we're messed up either way. Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, it's true, actually. You know, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Okay, I just need to relax. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And then it's like, and then you're like, okay, you know what? Just just go ahead and just hurry up. Well, <laughs> I, well, well I mean, I found when you just go in and take it and you fucking <laughs> ask no questions, that usually works out the best. Is if you won't go you take have, that shit. You have figured that out, dear. You have figured that out. <laughs> I'm well, not gonna A, go. and I'm not gonna say that I mind because it really I don't have to think about it. Oh wow. Well. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man, you think he's button. kidding. <laughs> no, oh my god. I can only imagine, which I try not to, but anyway. <laughs> hey, whatever like works. Whatever me. works, you know. I don't know. It's it's yeah. definitely a tough um a tough It is. Thing it's a with... tough part of marriage. It's a tough part of like a marriage and it's a tough part of marriage. Sure. I don't know what the half. But uh, we tried. We, it we was good though, right? We were totally like connected and like. We were, I think like, we should start over. Yeah, I mean, like, really, maybe we should. Maybe I'll think okay. about it. You heard it. Back folks. to you on that. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. We'll start maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, start. Like all my we'll start on Monday. I'm really tired. <laughs> we'll start on Monday. Yeah. We got our big flag football game on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. 35 and oh, older. I can't 30, wait to 35 watch and older shit. flag football. I cannot fucking wait to watch this. It's a good thing I got health insurance because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, it's very right. possible that. Uh, it's no joke. Well, and the hospital's right across the street, too. Yeah. So you guys are it is. Yeah. I think they planned it that way. I think that's It why should that's be fun. It means I'm they're growing. To it. it means they're growing up. <laughs> they realize their limitations. Yeah. I'm going to be Don Beebe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it should be interesting, though, man. It's always yeah. good to get out and run around and stuff, but we're definitely getting too old for crap like that. 
Mm. I don't know. You have, not not no. at not not at not at heart. I just feel like I don't. I mean, it's get hurt, one it's one time a year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm willing to you know put my life on the line for one time a year. <laughs> for yeah. real, dude. I am definitely going to be point. diving for some flags. Yeah, so, me too. You know, I mean, going all out because <laughs> I, I can't I can't catch or throw a football to save my life. You know what I mean? So I you know play a little D. One alley, two alley, three alley, four alley, <laughs> yeah. five alley, six alley, seven alley, eight alley, nine alley, ten alley, blitz. Yeah. Wait, it doesn't work like you that. Get two, you get two, two blitzes a down or some shit like yeah. that. But it's definitely, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And then, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really, I mean, I'll probably watch the Super Bowl, I'm, but, you know, I'm not really too excited about it. Yeah, it was definitely more exciting. Um, well, I don't know if it was more. Did you ever watch the Super Bowl when you used to drink? Or was it more about drinking? Oh, it was more about drinking for sure. That's what I would think. Too. For sure, yeah. I mean, you watch a little bit of the game, but it was like about the Super Bowl party. You know, the, my last drinking Super Bowl that I remember um, partially was Super Bowl Forty, and the thing was that if you were going to be at this party, you were to be drinking a forty, right? You had to be drinking. <laughs> you you a 40. had to be drinking a forty. <laughs> yeah. So Super Bowl Forty, I think we went and bought like I don't know, probably forty forties, right? You know, it was like, Super it was Super Bowl Forty, like right? the Dre video. Oh yeah, open up dude. The fridge. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And of course, we got completely shit housed. It it ended in a fight. Um, oh my gosh, it usually it was, always did. Yeah, and it was just a, it was just a Ugh. wreck. It was it was not any fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um. Nowadays for Super Bowl, I mean, it's pretty much you know. At home with the wife and the dogs barbecuing, um, you know it's it's pretty low key, right? Yeah. Like I, I can't really I can't really speak on the um, being around the alcohol at a Super Bowl party because I I, I don't really I tend to not go to those. Well, yeah, I, I don't know that it would have any effect on me anyways nowadays, and that's not I'm not trying to sound like super confident or anything well, there's um, nothing wrong i with think that. it depends on the people that you're around that are drinking yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. if it's people you don't know kind of like yeah. whatever i feel like well it's always the element too on on the vibe of of what the drinking consists of is it just like a couple is it just people having a couple beers you know or is it that party where people are just getting wrecked you we know and have, that's we don't have those friends anymore yeah, yeah I, and that's and it. that's life has changed when you don't put yourself in those positions you know yeah um, and i think that's a good piece of advice for someone out there who might be listening saying um yeah you know i i got invited to a super bowl party a lot of my old homies are there um i don't want to sit at home by myself i'm not going to go to the bar do i go to this party or not um, I mean, I guess that's a, I guess that's a question you have to ask yourself how, um, you know, how, how connected are you in your recovery and go ahead. Maybe you could just stay home and just binge on that sober guy podcasts all day at the Super Bowl. <laughs> at the Super Bowl or? Or I mean like, wow, the Super Bowl's like, I don't really watch football. So yeah, at the Super Bowl. Well, here's. Here, <laughs> like the home runs and all that. <laughs> here, here's, here's a good piece is that you have an exit strategy. We talk about this a lot is having a plan. Um, you know, if you do end up at something like that, a party or, or somewhere where there's some, you know, drinking going on. You set yourself up beforehand. You have someone you can call. You have an you have a a quick spot where you gotta leave if that's if it gets rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a probably right. a pretty safe bet. Planning is always because you can't isolate yourself. Yeah. Let's face it. There's alcohol everywhere we go, but we got to be careful. We got to think about things, and um, we got to plan them out ahead of time. Because when we put ourselves in those situations, that's when you know really bad things can happen. What is the saying? If you don't plan, if you don't make a plan, you plan to fail. Is that it? That's I think not that's it. it. I think that's, that's the same. Is it? <laughs> yeah. If it's not, you just made Full it. All of them yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah you Check are. Me I think. I think too, man. It's also. It's also important. Um. You know, for me, anyways, to be around people that know my situation. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though that. Um. You know, a lot of the people, family members, um, that I usually am surrounded by, they they drink heavily. You know what I mean? And they know. Um, they've known for a long time that I'm an alcoholic, right? And that I, yeah. that I can't drink or that I, I don't even really want to drink. So, um, I think it's, I think it's important that if you're in that, in, in that point in your recovery that you could be open and honest about it. 
um, be open and honest about it. And then, you know, obviously you go with the, uh, the escape plan, right? Um, usually yeah. I make my escape plan about when everyone's pretty shit housed. Yeah. Right. Or they're getting there. Or they're getting there. And then, you know, another tool that I use, I usually bring a drink that I like to drink nowadays, you know, and um, I'm on the, well, I've always been on it, is the ginger ginger ale and crayon, you know, it's kind of, it looks kind of like a mixed (laughs) cocktail and uh, you drop a little lime in there and nobody's the wiser. Yeah. And then also too, man, like I'm, I'm still a pretty, I don't know, rambunctious person right like i'm still the one that's hooping and hollering and i'm still the i'm still the drunk guy i think you're still actually i think you're actually more fun and like fun to be around now than you ever were when you were drinking like you specifically like i enjoyed your company when we were all hanging out and stuff and then i'd turn around and turn back around and you would be waste faced and i'd be like yeah what happened? Disgusting. Yeah. You know, I, and I'd I be like, dude, that. what? And then I was like, we're, yeah. okay, I guess we're done talking for the night, you know? Yeah. And ever since you've been sober, it's been nothing but like great support, great conversations, great friendship. Like, I enjoy your company way more than I did when you were drinking. So just don't think that you don't have anything going on. I remember for you talking about that. You don't that. Have alcohol. No, yeah. Thank you. No, I remember talking about that, about saying how when you first got sober, um, maybe the first six months or year, and I remember you and I talking, Jess, about how, man, it's so nice to be around Seth. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like coherent. You have so all the much time. to offer. That, that's like, exactly what it was. Yeah. It would be like, oh, what's up? We'd hang out. And then all of a sudden, it like, face. yeah, just snap <laughs> the fingers face. and Seth was, was gone. Yeah. Like just, you could Eyes see, over, oh yeah, you could see right through. Laughing, like, just heck of laughing. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, and, and I'm like, nothing. what's funny? What's yeah, happening? Nothing. Nothing's funny. It? No, the voice is in his head telling jokes. <laughs> now introducing <laughs> your 2007 <laughs> Oakland <laughs> Raiders <laughs> at a wedding, at our boys' yeah. wedding. Uh, yeah, glad you That you're was sober, then. Man. How much is alcohol promoted during the Super Bowl? I, I, I'd love to count by what, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, totally. exactly. And you know, like I, I take, I say that with a grain of salt because I, I understand now um, that alcohol is is kind of a not kind of it is it's a symptom of my own issues of not being able mm-hmm. to deal with life. Um, and once I kind of was able to understand that, that helped that helped me out a lot to not always say. Oh well, there's alcohol there. There's going to be alcohol here, alcohol here. Well, it's not the alcohol's fault. Somebody right. can that doesn't have a problem can go have a beer. That's it's not the alcohol. It's me. You know what I mean? That has the issue with it. Um, but that being said, it's thrown in our face all over the place. You know, so if you don't have a good understanding or a good recovery program or um, a safety net, a network of people to reach out to, um, man, it could sneak up on you quick. Well, and can I say as a spouse, going back to the plan? Mm-hmm. of escape you all know how much i appreciate a good plan right you know oh, I love, yeah. you know i love to plan shit yes um it makes it so much easier for me if seth has a plan and he shares it with me mm. like when we went That's to good. the playoffs because me i'll constantly check in with him like are you okay is everything okay do you want to go are you all right how are you feeling and yeah. it annoys the fuck out of him yeah, yeah. like you know but i don't know because he's you know he's not really verbalizing so i'm just right. looking at him trying to read his body language and it's like makes me uneasy because i'm like yeah. you know yeah. because we're around it it's around like yeah. and uh so to so beforehand when we went over and watched the playoffs and he told me like this is my plan want to want to exit so cool yeah all right good we're good yeah. i'm good in my head i'm good in your head i know where you're at i don't yeah. have to be yeah. like yeah feeling out good. the situation right are we, are we going what's going on? you know like yeah. hey, cool i need to know that yep because it puts me at ease so i appreciate that dear yeah and it, i mean it just goes back to communicating right you know what i mean yeah um, i've found that uh melanie is probably my best asset well she is my best <laughs> asset in the in that um in that aspect for now and i and i would recommend you know if the listener out there that doesn't have the spouse, man, maybe, a, you know, a buddy, right? Like yeah. a, a, a close friend or uh, maybe someone else that's in recovery to, you know, take them along to that. Um, I don't know. I see early in my recovery, I, I think I was out of rehab for maybe two or three months and we went to a, a bar to hang out <laughs> to watch, to watch, uh, it was a baseball game or something like that. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. And it, and, and, and it was, um, it was difficult, but I, I I made it through, and we had a plan like to leave. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I know. I feel like I'm... we used to do that, and then we kind of got away from it a little bit, and that's when I would start hovering 
and right. we're moving back towards the plan. Right. Yeah. 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 Remember remember how difficult those first like six months were or three months, man? Like just the trying to adjust, I guess, you know? Well, and the biggest thing, like one of my favorite things that you talk about all the time is you coming home wanting to wear Wranglers in your camo, you know what I mean? Like the biggest the biggest <laughs> thing, know, you know, once you take I mean, alcohol for the longest time was my best friend, right? Yeah. You know, and once you take that away, um now i'm left with myself right <clears throat> and that's that's probably one of the hardest things to deal is trying to find who that person is without that um substance whether it be yeah. alcohol or weed or heroin or oxy or whatever it is you know what i mean the biggest thing to do is figure out who you really are yeah. and then once you have once you have put your finger on it i think is when you could start moving forward and um i'm not gonna you know I wouldn't take my suggestion, but maybe testing those waters of going back to, um, you know, establishments that do have alcohol. I wouldn't recommend going, if you're a heroin addict, I wouldn't recommend going, well, see, that's just stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, this is, you, uh, yeah. All right. But you feel more confident and you feel like a little bit like, oh, I got this, you know, I can go here and there. and But, you know, maybe you can't, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should just all right, together. But you right. build this foundation, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. And totally like... Yeah totally agree with that well, and if alcohol you, is your identity you know that was your identity for so long right you know so yeah you break that off and you're like who am i a guy wearing wranglers and camo <laughs> Dude, that was the cra- <laughs> for, for anyone who hasn't heard that story when i first got home from rehab it was it was just very odd i didn't know who i was so i decided i was going to be this working man and i was going to wear <laughs> yeah. wranglers and like i bought a hunting jacket i've never no, hunted no, a day me. in my excuse life excuse me it was not a jacket. It was a vest. It was a vest. It was a vest. I still have it. I, I kept it. And it was outlined. There's in nothing wrong with orange. any of these <laughs> items, by the way. No, However, they no, don't but, suit you. No, they don't. No. <laughs> yes, thank but you, at Mel. the time, and the points of the story is at the time, just what you were you know, lost. Exactly. You you don't you take like yeah. Seth said, you take away that alcohol. Yeah. Um, that was my identity. Weed, alcohol, drugs, and and having a good time. And um you take all that away, it's like, who who am I? That and was, as his wife, I was... That was the hardest part. Dude, yeah. For your guys' recovery. Yeah. Like, Mel, I, you know, I would call uh, Mel and Jen and Christine. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I can't. I don't even know who he is. We're yeah. not... I don't, I don't even know if I love him. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. Because I cause, was also like, who is this man? You know, like, what's going on? So, yeah, that was, that was hard. That was yeah. hard. Well, <laughs> I, 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 you know... I, I know I've said this before, but I, I thank you, Melanie, for sticking with me through that. You know what I mean? That was probably one of the mm. hardest points of my life. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, me as well, dear. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that we told you guys that, too. Like, the first year is yeah, rough. Yeah, did. Yes. Yeah. That first, shit yeah. is rough. Yes. And you really got to... Um, you really got to want to be sober and better your life. Yeah. Mel and Seth, actually, for the listeners, like they were the ones that would take me in. Was it before rehab or after rehab when like Both. we would come stay the night? Both. Like, yeah. And, and like they were our friends before. that, you know, obviously Seth took, you know, Shane to rehab with me. And like we, we all three went together. And Mel and Seth were like my people when he was at rehab. And they were just good for us to like bounce, for me to bounce things off of. And they would, they'd be like, dude, the first year is rough and this is going to happen this time. And this is going to, and so they were so helpful. And, you know, that's good to have too, of course. But if you don't have that, you know, you find your own, everybody has their own path. But, you know, just. What's well, crazy, crazy that we Seth would come here. over and mow my lawn. Sorry, excuse me. No. <laughs> He'd come over in his truck with this lawnmower oh, yeah, in the back. and say, Hello, Jose. I totally forgot about that. Lawn yeah. service. That was, that was and fun. It was so that good was to see him because that was the hardest part i was my anxiety and my depression just hit me so hard and i had lucy was three and was she three i think she was two two and a half she was little and i was trying to push through and fighting my own battle at home and just seth coming to mow the lawn i was like oh friend okay thank you (laughs) like i didn't even care and then i'm like you want lemonade come in come inside hang out with me (laughs) come talk to me stay stay for a while i have a wife and i need to leave bye but you know i mean and that's not to discourage you know the newcomer or whatever because it's it's that that um year or six months or two months of whatever that is so hard Mm. Um, I could honestly say that, you know, I would do that 
over a hundred million times mm, to have cool. what I have today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, that's not to say that I don't have my own issues and I don't struggle from day to day. Um, but I get to struggle now. You know what I mean? I don't have to struggle. I get to struggle. So that's, yeah, that's always that's the rewarding yeah. Um, part. Yeah. Well, and I think when you, especially when you went to rehab and you would come to the house and you would ask me questions and mm. the good part and the bad part was I couldn't remember enough to tell you. Yeah. You know, because cool. it had already been, you were already two years sober. That's yeah. Right, yeah. So for me to have to really like dig deep in my memory and try and explain to you what yeah. was going to happen and how things were going to go down was like, fuck Jess, I feel like I'm not being helpful because I, Mm. It had already passed and I'd already put it behind me and I'd already forgot about it. And we're already like moving forward today, tomorrow, you know, and like, that's good. <laughs> so it was, it was a good thing for me to realize like, fuck, I don't even remember. And yeah. I remember it being hard and I remember being upset and I remember mm-hmm. all the walls closing in, <laughs> you know, I? but, um, but then I yeah. didn't. So it was, that's remember that <laughs> you guys were good friends. I mean, you are good friends, but like you were really good. <laughs> you friends. were, you're not good friends. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> Oh man, no, it's just, it's crazy to me that we sit here and, and talk, you know, today and after going through not, not just the drinking and rehab and stuff too, but obviously we've all had our own issues mm-hmm. with different things in life and stuff. And, um, it's a pretty incredible thing to have uh, a strong bond and friendship, you know, mm-hmm. that, that goes through some ups and downs and is still intact, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the years and stuff, a lot of people don't have that and have been able to share experiences and relate to things and pick us up when we're down and pick, you know, pick you up when you're yeah, down and that kind sure. of thing. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's a really good thing. I'm really grateful for you guys. Love you guys. Ten, Love you too. Yeah. Yeah. I had a thought sure. on the way over here like 10 years ago today, if the four of us would have been sitting around a table oh at gosh. midnight. Oh yeah, it would have been a very different story. Dude, yeah, I was totally sure. thinking good, that. I'm a, I was sweeping the floor earlier, and I was thinking, "Oh, I'm excited to do the podcast with them tonight." And I was like, had that excited feeling, and I was like, I used to have this excited feeling, like when we would get together to like, "Oh, we're gonna get together. We'll have some wine. We'll drink a little, like whatever." Yeah, we're gonna party. Yeah. And it's different now, it's different. and it's way it's better. It's, way it's different, better. but the same. Like you still get the you still yes. get the excitement, yes. and yes. The, oh, yeah. you know, and, yes. and it's fun. Like we're yeah. having it's fun. way more yeah. fun because we're actually feeling. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Not to get yeah. all like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like we're we're feeling and we're expressing our feelings and we're talking about them and we're processing them. Well, like I love you, man. And, I love yeah. you too. <laughs> right. and, uh, g- we're gonna remember it yeah. too. You know, the only thing that I that I have to add, and I and I say this, um, I think I've said it on every episode, man. If you're struggling out there, you know, um, reach out if you have, um, if you're if you were as lucky as I was, you know, I was able to reach out to uh, my lovely wife now, um, friends, family members. You know what I mean? If there's just a, a a small little thought in the back of your head that you might have a problem. I had that small little thought and it, it came, came mm. to fruition. You know, I did, I do. Um, so if you are struggling out there, just, just speak up, man. Like you will be amazed at the people that already know that you have a problem, but the people that are willing to help you, um, and they're, they're usually the people that are the closest to you. And then also, you know, there's perfect strangers out there that will help you as well. So, uh, well, and that goes for people who have loved ones in their lives who have problems and you feel like you're alone and you're the only person Mm -hmm. that has a loved one that might be struggling and has a problem. You can reach out as well, Mm -hmm. but there are people around you, even perfect strangers that are willing to help you get through that process as well. So it comes from both sides and know that you, this is a broken world that we live in and everyone is broken and everybody has their skeletons and everybody has their stuff and talking about it is the only freedom really, you know, speaking up about it and getting free from that bondage and just like coming into the light with it. It's so freeing, you know, and like Seth said, you just can't imagine the life that is there for you after you've just said, I'm an alcoholic or I deal with depression or I had a panic attack Mm. or I have anxiety, whatever it is, you know, just speak about it because I guarantee you there's going to be somebody that's going to say, well, me too. You know what I mean? I did too. Or I do too. 
You'd be yep. shocked. There, yes. there is hope. So let's. Um, I think. I think that that would really wrap it up. You know, there's there's hope out there. You know, and if you if you need help, um, if maybe you don't have someone you can call. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different resources out there, and um, you know, you can always um, you can always email us too at uh, sobriety at that sober guy. I know that maybe that doesn't help in the moment. Um, but there's resources, you know, and, and we can provide you those sober nation can pr- uh, provide you with plenty of resources. Um, you know, and, and also too, uh, we started the Facebook group, sober guy, sober girl. So that's a good, uh, resource right now. It's 24 seven. There's people leaving posts in there, asking questions, uh, leaving comments, posting some, some comedy in there to make us laugh. Uh, so go on to Facebook and, uh, and request to add, and I can add you into that group in there. Um, and that thing's growing by the day with some great uh, people from all over the country uh, that are that are leaving um, some some good thoughts and good advice in there too, uh, guys. Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Mm, Love you guys. You. Love yeah, you too. Thank, Love thanks you. for having us. Love you guys. This has been another episode of that Sober Guy podcast. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. Contact Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. And leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.